one of the things I want to talk about today is, uh, for especially for Black History Month, in, in this month of Black History, is this article that I've seen floating around uh, social media, right? So, recently there was an article published uh, in SNS Magazine on its like website and stuff about three WWE superstars that are, that are bringing black girl magic to the ring. Mm-hmm. And those superstars are uh, Naomi, Ember Moon, and Bianca Belair. Have not seen that one. But yeah, Bianca Belair is in uh, the de- developmental NXT. She's, okay, bet. She's a part of that brand. But yeah, honestly, I'm that makes me happy, you know? Yeah. Like, just, just this past week, like, the, when the article uh, first came out, shit right yes everybody was like whoa being that we often like talk about representation shit like yes i say for anybody who, who listened to this podcast go go read the article because it's a really good article and it's talking about how uh actually let's let's pull it up right now i want to show you this man i mean so, if anything, go ahead go ahead yeah go ahead what are you saying i'm saying give anything that's absolutely phenomenal considering how in the WWE there's not really that much diversity because if it is a person of another ethnicity they're not often you know represented or either become a caricature the fact that they're the fact that there's being more diversity in WWE and wrestling is amazing and is well welcomed because there's a lot more there's a lot more people I want to see that look like us as well again I love the WWE but it can't hurt to have a little you know a little flavor with it yeah, I mean, like, like so this article is, is, is titled Black Women of the WWE Bring the Royal and the Rumble to Wrestling. This is by I like that. Imani Bashir, uh, February 5th, 2020. Uh, this came out today. Yeah. But uh, the author, she's been promoting this article, like, days before it came out. But, yeah, so basically this is, um, I, I would I would say this article is mainly just, like, an interview-style kind of and a, and article a, about three black women who are wrestlers in WWE and their point of view and how they came to be mm-hmm. for their love of wrestling and stuff, right? So the three wrestlers that, that she highlights are Bianca Belair, Ember Moon, and Naomi, right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to read for you some of the quotes. And just from the article and from uh, the the superstars themselves. Yes. So, <laughs> you straight? You good? I'm just dying on the inside, but that's fine. That's but yeah, um, hear about black excellence. As a fan, fra- as a fan favorite, Trinity Fatu, also known as Naomi, mm-hmm. uh, brings athleticism, including poise and professionally trained dance moves, as she, that she channels from eight years of age through a flourishing career as an Orlando Magic dancer. Mm. This is a quote. I did. Tap, jazz, ballet, lyrical, and all the forms of dance. I knew from a young age that I wanted to be an entertainer. The ambition of doing Broadway or some form of theater was embedded very early. But you told us. Oh, that's oh, that's dope. That's dope as hell. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of geeking out a little bit because mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of y'all probably don't know this. You probably don't know this that much. But I'm like I'm very much into dance. I love dance. Yeah. Like like different styles. Everything from popping to crumping to to tap dance to even some ballet like I love it just go ahead so the article continues for black women having a space that gives license to be talented and outspoken partner with the freedom of looking how you want and being who you are is often obsolete but not for the women of the WWE this is a quote I was always the bigger muscular girl growing up I was always told what what I needed to look like to perform best and be accepted accepted Bianca Blair known better as Bianca Belair 
share this sentiment has been apparent. <laughs> I see what she did there. Through other incredible black women athletes who have been body shamed, such as Simone Biles and Serena Williams. Blair, a naturally gifted athlete who ran track, did gymnastics, played basketball, and possessed the intellect to match, found that oh being a black gosh. girl on a mission to greatness was often met with resistance. Oh my gosh. This is uh, Bianca Belair. She does look muscular, and I love it. Yeah. She continued, I knew that I was naturally smart, talented, and athletic, but was often told to tone it down and not be as ambitious. So I felt like I needed to shrink myself to soothe other people's insecurities. And that was a quote from her. Stepping into her own as a personality and as a woman, Blair did away with playing it small. With the letters EST brand on everything from Blair's long Beyonce-inspired braids to her self-designed costumes, the culture of the WB gives space for her and everyone to be exactly who they desire. In Bianca Blair's case, that's being the strongest, the fastest, and the absolute best in giving herself the room to no longer be dim, but shine unapologetically. The well-roundedness of black women is incomparable just as much as we share. There are so many ways that we diversify and show there's no way to culturally put us in a box. Mm-hmm. Adrienne Reese, better known as Ember Moon, mm-hmm. believes wrestling created a receptive community for being an out-of-the-box black girl. Reese's interest expanded into rock music, gaming, and comic books outside of watching wrestling with her late grandfather. This is a quote. I remember having a match and the crowd erupted for me. It gave me goosebumps, but also made me wonder, are they cheering for me? It made me swell with such pride that even though I'm the only one in the ring doing the moves to have other people feel that elation, there's no feeling like it in the world, she expressed. Years of being tormented and bullied took a tumble to a community that embraced her 5'1 stature, colorful hair, and incredible strength. Wrestling brought out a confidence that allowed societal barriers to break and opened a door to Reese being able to to be who she was without any stereotypes. Because in the culture of WWE, being extra and different is a plus. Feel the glow. The tagline associated with Trini Fatu's Naomi persona, yes, persona. Came, came from the movie The Last Right. Oh, yes! Yes! Okay, you probably you probably don't you probably don't get that. You probably don't get that. Can I? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, 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 do you get that? You, I, have you ever seen The Last Dragon? I know about it, but I haven't You don't, seen it. so you just, hush. The fact that she has Feel the Glow from The Last Dragon fills me up with such glee because I love that fucking movie. Oh my gosh. Don't you know? You feel the power and the glow. The power that you have to know. It's the power of elevation. If you if you love martial arts and you love black people, watch The Last Dragon. It is a movie from the 80s. It's some it's some cheesy aspects, but not many. If anything, it's very enjoyable to this day. At least for me, I know I know that much. I'm a person that loves martial arts. And if anything, I love watching that movie. Some just it's just it's just a great movie. And the fact that she has her she that she has her persona referencing that is amazing to me. I love it. I love it so fucking much. Okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Read, read, keep so, on reading. So this is a quote. I'm sorry I'm geeking out right now. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I like it even more now. Go go go. <laughs> go, go. I was always inspired by the story of Bruce Leroy and how he didn't initially yes. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And how he didn't initially believe in himself, but the glow and the power wasn't him the whole time. He just needed to believe it. It reminded me of so many spaces I've been in where I was the only and felt like I needed to adapt to what everyone else was doing instead of just walking to the beat of my own drum. 
Fatima expressed. Her greatest inspiration lies within the younger generation of children that look up to her and aspire to greater heights, including her bonus children and family members. For children and even other women to see themselves in her and to love their skin tone, natural hair, and overall fierceness gives Fatima an ultimate purpose. Bianca Blair urges that you don't have to be for everybody and that's perfectly okay i just want to be who i am and i'm going to show up for the people who i am for and represent for them yo that's dope for adrian reese the feeling of being embraced by the wwe is shown improved whenever she steps into a working environment it's nice to walk into a locker room as you're not the only african-american woman there it's a beautiful thing and we're all so different even though we are from the same culture and that's true representation and that's the end of the article. That is a beautiful way to cap that off. I'm not gonna hold you, man. Like the writing, the the way the way it was written and the way it was formatted and handled was very well executed. I'm not gonna hold you. Uh, shout outs to the author. She. This is a very well written article. Like just very well written. Shout outs to uh, the WWE and the individual superstars that were. Uh, interviewed for this article yes and was willing to get, share their opinions and their <laughs> and, inspirations and in fact that's one of the things i wanted to open with uh in regards to our talks about uh representation and what makes good representation i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm just giddy right now the fact that she brought up the fact that she brought up the lad dragon made me want to talk about like like black martial artists or just like martial arts involving black people just no, no, you go ahead go ahead go ahead but yeah i i feel like we're in a great a really great age when it comes to representation we we have this power over our own public image individually as individuals and as a collective right as mm -hmm. as the black community right and i just i just love to see it i mean i know that's been said a lot of times but i just love to see it yes yes i love to see us in various different aspects of culture and very different aspects of sports and very different aspects of life, you know, because that's who we are as other people. You know, you know the most beautiful thing about this stuff, Mark? This is only the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's the most beautiful shit about, this is only the beginning. This is only the jump start. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's the beautiful thing. Right, right now, right now it's three that we see. Four years from now, it'll be at least 20. Another four years from now, you will see so much diversity besides one person of ethnicity. You will see diversity in not just different cultures, but different peoples. Some people with different religions, maybe. Like, it will be just beautiful to see. I mean, I mean go, ahead, if, go ahead. If I may, so far uh, in, in the history of the WWE and in, like world wrestling entertainment, there has been only like 10. Hmm? Black female wrestlers, those being uh, Awesome Kong, Naomi, Sasha Banks, Alicia Fox, Brandi Rose, Ember Moon, Bianca Belair, Maya Yim, Cynthia Peretti, and Sapphire. The thing about it is that I've never heard of Sapphire, Cynthia Peretti, Mia, or, um, actually no, those I haven't heard of. I've heard of Awesome Kong. I remember when she, when she was... In the um, I remember when she was in WWE. She also was in um, Impact Wrestling when that was up, as well as Alicia Fox had to hold. Alicia Fox held it down for a while. I know this is a weird comparison, but she was like the, uh, it's a weird comparison. She was like the Nicki Minaj of wrestling. Yeah. 
because she had to hold down the fe- the black female spot for such a long time just by herself. Yeah. And you you were talking about who? I said I compared her to Nicki Minaj. No. I mean, who initially were you talking about? Comparing to Nicki Minaj. Alicia Fox. Okay, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, Alicia Fox had Alicia Fox had a had a a good stint, a a, a good career. Yeah. And like she had she literally had to hold it down for mad years with it just being her. Awesome Kong came in, but then she didn't really last that long. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, Alicia Fox had to hold it down. But yeah, man, like I I And you and you I'm sorry. I'm again, I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's, I'm pretty sure right. I did that a lot anyway. That's right. Um one thing one thing that I, I just wanted to point out is that there have been 10 black female wrestlers in the WWE. And three of them have just came out in the past, what, two, three years? I, I believe so. But uh, that's the thing. When it comes to representation and stuff, like, we shouldn't just... When it comes to representation, we should want to see all last of ourselves in different lights. Yes, and, absolutely. In different skin tones. Yeah, right? I'm, just, I'm just saying... Yeah, go ahead. I know, I'm, ju- I'm just saying that we shouldn't... Often when it comes to the discussion of uh, black representation and shit like that, we only we only can name like a couple of people. That's because well, in that case, I'm not done only... yet. Ugh. So we can only name a couple of filmmakers, a couple of actors, a couple of whoever's, a couple of uh, TV shows, a couple of movies, right? Yeah. In which certain things happen, that shouldn't be the case. We should be able to name like more than our how many fingers are, are on our hands and however many toes are on our feet. We should be able to name more than that. And that's a shame. Okay. You know what I'm trying to say, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, that shouldn't be the case for us. And I know I know that uh, some people are going to be saying, well, we should, we should be grateful for what we have. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be grateful. I'm saying that we should demand more. The thing about the thing about being grateful is that you can be grateful for everything in the world, but you can still want and strive for more, regardless. Because, yeah. like, to be honest, like, if that if that argument just just saying, oh, we should be grateful for what we have, like, imagine imagine if they said it during so they probably said it during the civil rights movement. Be grateful for what you have. Yeah, some people definitely said that. They, they probably said that during the Jim Crow era, during the Reconstruction era. Probably not during slavery because we were seen as like cattle and shit, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, no, some no people no some people did say it during slavery. Yeah, really? Yes. What the fuck? Yes, some people said it. You, during you're sl- probably right. Yeah, you probably no, right. I, I know I'm right. But yeah, but yeah, like we shouldn't at at this point where we have where we have more control than ever of of what of what uh, our public image should be of what. Uh, of how our, our stories are being told. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say we have complete control. No, I wanna say like 70, 75, control. but I'm pretty sure the number's lower than that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's probably lower than that, let's be honest. Because yes. as long, I, don't, I really don't wanna say this on air, but I'll, I'll say that, I'll probably, uh, what's it called? I'll probably edit this out later. But as long as Viacom still has BT and, and possibly Centric, I'm sorry, BT Her, because it got switched to BT Her now. It's BT Her now. Okay. You don't know where I'm going with this? Look, you don't know where I'm going with this. Look, people have kind of disregarded BET for black for for authentic black representation for a good while now. That's that's a, I know because they made a joke. That's fucking. So mad. I'm mad. You know why? Because black entertainment. Because BET used to be owned by a black man until it got acquired by Viacom. Yeah. And it's been running like that for a good few decades. For a good, but about two decades now. Yes. Yeah. 
even you know the Boondocks made made a joke about how fucking busy with people. Right, like, of course. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, but that's not the point. It's not what we're talking about today, right? Right. Come, like, come on. Like, legit. Every BET movie has somebody either dying in the beginning, somebody going out for revenge, or somebody getting shot. No, I'm not I'm not going to talk about Tyler Perry in this episode. No, no. I'm not no. going to talk about Tyler Perry in this episode. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, Baby Boy. I know. Because Baby Boy plays at the every, every fucking movie. <laughs> I know, but that's not what I'm not talking about. We're not talking about him right now. Right. But get him I, out of your mouth. Calm I'm, down. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, we're talking about good representation, right? <laughs> Damn. Okay. We're, we're talking about what is representation and what makes good representation, right? But yeah. yeah, like that's that that should be the goal to see ourselves in every possible light and every possible shade. Yeah. The the goal of representation is diversity of thought. Yeah. Diversity of being. Yeah. But some. Some people want to rely on, you know, you know. Some people want to rely on cliches and old tricks and some stereotypes. Yeah, here's what I'm saying. I'm to quote one of my professors: uh, stereotypes have a grain of truth in it. That's what makes them stereotypes. Yeah, and the thing about it is that, like, even I learned in my business communication class, Mm -hmm. even the questions that rightly or wrongly we usually judge people off of what stereotypes. One of the things that we we talked about in my media ethics class was about, uh, well, not not directly representation, but stereotypes and like what uh, what should we do about them? Yes. And like like when it comes to news, like yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. My media ethics class, we were doing this like they were doing this mock presentation of like a a newscast, right? Yes. So they have the person who is filming during the time, person who was interviewing. And like the, like the newscaster and the person that they're interviewing, right? Yes. And the person who was being the interviewee mm-hmm. was being a stereotypical black man, right? Oh, gosh, yes. Right, and you know how, you know how you know how uh, black people are usually are being seen well, when we're yeah. on the news. Right? The ones the ones they always show are the most uh, either look look ragged or just sound fucking ignorant. Yeah. <sighs> I'm assuming that was the like, interviewee like, in this mock interview. Like, yeah, like, like how usually, you know the people, you know, uh, is her name like Sweet Brown? Yes. Anybody got time for that? Anybody uh, got time for that? Um, what's the other dude? The dude was like, hide your wife, hide the kids. Because of ripping everybody. Yes. Antoine yeah. forgot his last name. But yeah, like, that. that's mostly how we're being shown when it comes to like the news and shit, right? Yeah. But yeah, like, and it's really just unethical to do that. But yeah, that's all I learned. When when has journalism cared about ethics? But yeah, but yeah. Anyway, I, <laughs> you saw TMZ. When the fuck are they giving a the fuck about ethics? That reminds me of something. It's not okay. I'm trying to remember. Cause I remember I was listening to this podcast, and you know that black dude. Remember, uh, back in the day, like I think like last year or some shit, or the year before that, I don't remember. How was that back in the day? At this point, at this point, time just runs together. At this point, right? So remember uh, that that uh, video that came out where uh, Kanye was at TMZ and he was talking about how slavery was a choice. Yes. That you know that dude that questioned him. Mm-hmm. He has his own podcast now. Oh, bad. Yeah. I actually, I actually want to check that out now. I know, cause I remember, I remember like, I remember like a couple years ago, I, ch- I checked in on him and he and he was being interviewed and he was like, oh yeah, I have a podcast. I was like, bad, I'm on it. Yeah. I forgot what it's called now, but yeah. I Who, think it's whoever you are. Shout out to you. I don't know what you're doing. I hope you're successful, bro. My thing is, I think is like, I wish, like, 
when Kanye makes statements like that, I wish he's able to elaborate more. Yeah. Because I got what he meant, not immediately, because immediately I killed him for that shit. But afterwards, I'm like, I get what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I understand what he's saying. Yeah. And a lot of people now are probably like, well, what the fuck was he saying? And he wasn't saying slavery itself was a choice. He was saying to be mentally enslaved is a choice. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what he really would be saying. But anyway, off of that. But yeah, back to back to like the main topic, right? Um, what do you think makes good? What what examples of like? Have, okay, let's 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 first let's first establish what makes the representation. Right? Mm-hmm. What do you think makes the representation? Um, good good representation is something that shows a facet. Mm-hmm. Or some depth of a person, and not just a characterization of one character, not just a character characterization of one thing that some people know about. Them. One aspect about them. One aspect. Yes, I don't. I didn't want to say characterization by being characterized because could, that could sounded you, redundant. Could you give an example, please? Hmm. An example of this would be shown through live action or or animation. Live action or animation? Because that's what we're talking about this episode, both live action and. Uh... Okay, well, first I wanna, I'm, I immediately think to the Proud family, mm-hmm. because the Proud family shows the fact that they're just a regular ass family, even though they have their hijinks, they have all their, you know, cartoonish shit, because they're a cartoon, yeah, but yeah. they're human beings with thoughts and feelings and emotions and depth. It's not just, oh yeah, she's a black girl, so she's gonna be loud and ratchet. Even though um, Dijanae does have some of those characteristics, that's not all she is. Yeah, like like let's let's talk about that for a second, right? Penny Proud, right? She's the yes. main protagonist of the Proud family, right? Yes. Um, how how many different lights or situations or like aspects of her do you like know about the character? Like I remember, uh, she she does she's really smart. Like yes, not only that, but she she does a lot of a lot of stuff like. Just, just in her school, right? Like, uh, she was cheerleader at one point, mm-hmm. and then she, like, I think that was like the first episode, right? So she, she wanted to be on the cheer team, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently she was good at football, right? Yes. And so she uh, decided to be on the football team. Yes. And she was fucking awesome. Right? Yes, she was. I remember that. One episode, right? Another mm-hmm. episode, she wanted to be, I think in the, in the later seasons, she wanted to be like a dancer and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So she wanted she wanted to be on, um, I think, a music video or something, shit, shit like that? Yeah. Uh, that was a good episode, right? Mm-hmm. And then when we see uh, that episode about Moesha. Yeah, and, I remember. Yeah, that, yeah. that was a good episode. But yeah, like, another facet. And remember uh, the episode where they... That credit card episode with Steve Harvey was a uh, credit card. I think I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm not going to hold you because this could just, you know, this could bleed into a conversation about the many cameos and in jokes in the Proud Family. No, I didn't. Okay, we're not going to go there. there not, not so now. Many. Okay, focus. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, we should be show. And then after that, she gets a job at like a record store, I think. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, right? We yeah. see a lot of facets of, of Penny Proud, and not only that, but her friends too. Yeah. Because her friends react in some ways to different situations. Yeah, and that's a, and that's the beautiful thing about it is that it has people that have different reactions. Not everybody's reacting the same way because they're all one race. They're all different people with their own with their own characteristics, their own innate sense of self. They don't just, oh yeah, I'm black, you're black. We're gonna react the same way because we're black. No, she has a different perspective. From Dijanae. Dijanae has a different perspective from um what's what's old boy's name? Um, Sticky. Yeah, Sticky. 
um, Sticky has a different perspective from Zoe. They all have different perspective from the Gross Sisters. Yeah. Like, they all have different perspective from La Cienega. Yeah. La Cienega Boulevard is. It's hilarious. But yeah. Hilarious. Uh, but, but anyway. Wait, hold on. I just, I just want to say, I want to shout out uh, to Bruce W. Smith, um, who created the show, and uh, the producers, Jambalaya Studios. Shout out to them. Uh, we hope you're making... Right now, you're making a reboot or the continuation of this show because we we would all appreciate that. That's it. That's all I gotta say. Continue. Yeah. What I'm saying is that these aren't just characteristics of different people from different races. These are different people. Mm-hmm. They have their own like like we mentioned before. They're they're rounded characters. There's certain things that you know that they wouldn't do, mm-hmm. and if they do something that's out of the ordinary, it is because they're growing, because they're learning right from wrong. And even if they know it's wrong, they're still pressured because you know, you're young, you're in the moment, mm-hmm. you're growing. But they're still rounded people to where it's like, yeah, you know that Penny wouldn't do that, or you know that Lasianaga wouldn't do that, you you know that Zoe wouldn't do that. It's it's to where like you understand like who they are. Yeah. That's the reason why I say like Penny Proud is good representation because it allows you to see not only, okay, yeah, she's smart, she's good in school, but she also has ambition, she has drive, and she's willing to push and break down barriers to be able to go for what she wants. I'm not gonna hold you. Like what I want uh, for, for good, also what I feel like is, is something else for that that is important when it comes to representation, what means no representation, yeah. is authenticity. Absolutely, because a, a lot of times, like like for example, the Cleveland show, right? Oh gosh, yes. <sighs> Do you think the Cleveland show was a good representation of black? No, people? why? It was just a bad show. Firstly, it just tried to be Family Guy, but with black people who aren't even black. Yeah, that's firstly. It's like the same. It's like the same case with Malcolm and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Malcolm and Eddie were about two young black people, two young black brothers trying to, well, actually owning their own businesses and running them. But yet, the team was nothing but full of white writers. They don't know what it's like for a young African-American owning a business to be able to, and how they would traverse and how they would do things and what they would actually say and things of that nature. See, it's the thing It's the thing about authenticity. It's, that wasn't authentic. Mm-hmm. Probably part of the reason why it only lasted like a season two. Because outside of that, I enjoyed the show more, more so because of Malcolm and Eddie, respectively. But it's just authentic. Authenticity is a great part of representation, of great representation, because it allows you it allows you to show a different facet, but allows you to show it in an honest light. If you show a different facet of somebody, but it's still you know, but it's still perfect, or it's still like you know, like run of the mill, then it's not good representation because all it's doing is just we all it's doing is just throwing out a new stereotype. For example, for example, a bad representation when like AJ mm-hmm. or Irwin, like we mentioned before. The reason why is because yeah, it's a different facet, you know, showing African Americans as being smart, mm-hmm. but there's nothing authentic about it because their only characteristic is being smart. Yeah, they don't they don't have a characteristic of oh, is he honest? Is he nice? Is he funny? Like what would you do in this situation? I know he wouldn't do that in this situation. It's they became a caricature of oh yeah. There's also smart black guys too. That's it. Yeah. There was nothing outside of that. Uh, outside of them being a sidekick and them, you know, being smart. I feel like something that 
And I want to, and another thing that I just want to, uh, since we're talking about UPN shows, right? Girlfriends. I feel like girlfriends. I'm I'm not a black woman, obviously. Well, we got well. We, now we're introducing UPN shows because none of the shows I mentioned are UPN. But okay. I Maybe mean, yeah, but you saw with Malcolm Manny, which is on, which was on UPN. That's true. That's true. Right. Go ahead. So, uh, girlfriends. I feel like girlfriends was a. I, I'm not a black woman myself, but I yes. I feel like uh, girlfriends was a great representation of black womanhood. Yes. <laughs> And I feel like I feel like it, it walked it walked so that like insecure could run and other black shows that have black females as a lead. Yeah, like 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 uh what was it? A fem a black a black comedy sketch a black comedy sketch show, what was it? What was it called again? Yeah, a black lady uh sketch show. Black lady sketch show, yeah, there we go. Show like that to be able to to run and just be able just to boom and live and breathe and be what it wants to be authentically. But yeah, um, what else do you think? Another, what, another. What are some other examples of good representation? I personally, I personally can't say it, but from what I, but from what I hear and some some things that I've seen, blackish. Blackish. Yes. Okay. From what I hear, from what I see, blackish is a show to where they actually explore the dynamics of a black family. Yes. That's not just, you know, hard father, something but the mother. Yeah. I, I want to say something, though. Go ahead. About Kenya Barris and his works. Sometimes I do have a, I have, I have some gripes with your work. Like, like Blackish, Blackish is a good show. I enjoy it. It, it feels authentic for the most part. It, it feels... Like it came from a, a black uh, writer, author, producer. Yeah. I, again, I, I can't comment too much on it. I'm just commenting from I, what I've seen, my outside perspective. Can you bear this? I have watched the show for let's see how many seasons it has been so far. It's been six seasons so far, right? Mm-hmm. I've been watching this his show for like okay, so I've seen the fifth season and part of the sixth season, right? Mm-hmm. I've been to school, so I haven't had a chance to watch uh, most or catch up with the sixth season, right? I feel like it is very authentic in very many aspects from different points of view, from Dre, the father's point of view, to Bo's point of view, mm-hmm. etc. I feel like there are some uh, shows where they kind of flopped, not all of you. You like, episodes? Like, specifically, they had a colorism episode. It was really, I know it was a difficult conversation to have, mm-hmm. but I feel like the situation wasn't handled like properly, I guess. Okay. Or it, 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 the execution wasn't as great as they made us be. I think it was okay, but it could have been done a lot better. Okay. Like we've seen that done multiple times. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, as far as other shows, Grownish, I, I'm gonna save that for last. Mixish, it's okay. I haven't seen anything. Mix, Again, so I have mixes, not watched. So, so, so. No, I, I know what it's about. I, I know what it's about. What's it about? It's about the mother and her upbringing. Yeah. But I, I like mixed dishes. It's all right. Uh, Grownish is a whole different thing. Sorry. I'm so, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a rant for a little bit. Is, is, uh, can, can I just... Yeah, go ahead. I'm saying, is, is Grownish kind of like a kind of like how the offshoot the Bill Cosby show to a uh, different world? Yes. Oh, okay. Grunge, Grunge is about. <laughs> I'm so fucking pissed, bro. I'm so fucking pissed. I'm sorry. I like Grunge is about Grunge is about Zoe, one of the least interesting family members. One of the least interesting family members. 
in in the from Blackish, right? Mm-hmm. She got her own show. It's about her going to college, right? Yeah. Her going to not an HBCU, but a uh, a PWR, mm-hmm. Cal U, right? And her just a writing and doing shit, right? Mm-hmm. Mo, she's a terrible character. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not. It's not. I know some. I know some. Uh, um, black women can can relate to her. I don't know how, but I, I guess they can relate to her character. <laughs> but I feel like. The reason why Zoe isn't a good character is because, to be honest, she isn't that she isn't that entertaining. Number one, to, to like watch, and number two, uh, she she doesn't really learn her lesson for the most part. Like usually, how an episode goes or a season goes, she's usually in some big mess, right? Mm-hmm. And some shit happens where she doesn't. I, I know I'm super generalizing, but I haven't watched it. I haven't. I've been watching the show, but I haven't watched it recently, so I can't really. You know, mm-hmm. but for they they this season I think they're in like the third season. I think they're in the third season. I, I believe they're in the third season. Again, I have no stake in this conversation. For I have conversation. They're in the third them. season right now, right? Mm-hmm. They're just now introducing a a darker skinned individual called Jillian, portrayed by also Joey Badass in this, but what? that's that's besides the point. Um, he has cameo. Yes, he's he's been in like he's been uh, like three to five episodes. I believe I don't know Ryan Destiny, right? Mm-hmm. She's she's Ryan Destiny, right? She is a transfer student from uh, Spelman College, right in Atlanta. Oh, gotcha. And she has the HBCU aspect, right? And she's the the main problem that I have. Wow, I know, right? The main problem I have with this show is that like two things. Mm-hmm. One, why did it take so long for them to put like a, a brown skin? A dark-skinned, beautiful woman in this show. Like, look, look. I want you to look at this cast. Look at this. Do you see any brown-skinned? Dion Cole. He doesn't count. He's a supporting role. <laughs> Do you see any brown-skinned yeah, or darker-skinned it... individuals? Okay, brown-skinned. Uh, Trevor Jackson. Okay, I'll give you that. Any females? Halle Bailey. Let's see. Alright. What is Halle Bailey's role in this show? Again, I know nothing about this show she, besides the premise. She is a supporting character. I mean, some people can argue that she's a lead, but she, they, they aren't really in this show like that. They haven't been given a plot to be honest. They really haven't been given a plot at all. So do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, it's really fucking weird. Yeah, they're kind of, they're, they're more so cinnamon than they are like, like chocolate. Yeah, right? Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Where the fuck? They're more, yeah, they're more cinnamon than, they're still more cinnamon than caramel. Pardon my French, but where the fuck <laughs> are the dark skinned girls at? Huh? Mm, let's see. Let's where see are the brown skinned girls at? I don't see them anywhere. Can you bears? Let me tell you something. First of all, I, we we might get we might get into a, a conversation about light skin privilege. This is some bullshit and colorism. This is some bullshit. Like, what Nick, do you mean? Wait, pause, pause. Let me talk for a second. I know it's fucking weird. That's just, definitely weird coming from you. I know, right? But let me just say something. Because out of the salt and pepper, you're most definitely the salt. Let me just let me just say something, right? Like, can you bears? Uh, there have been some allegations or like concerns with with your casting and shit. Um, first of all, I can understand why why in like mixed first of all, there's some 
Let me, let me breathe for a second. Let me relax and calm down. Usa, Usa. Usa. All right. Usa. So, so, here's what I'm saying. First of all, why'd you give Yarshavia a show? Like, why? She, she's the most... She doesn't do shit. Like, like in, in Blackish, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the comedy comes from Junior, the son, or the twins, uh, Jack and... I was about to say Jack and Daniel. No, Jack, Jack and Diane. Jack and most Daniel. Of the, most, of, most of the comedy comes from Jack and Diane. Jack uh, and Daniel. The, 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 Jack and Diane, the grandparents, and Junior. So why the fuck would you give the most uninteresting person a show about her going to college, not even HBCU, at that? In fact, in fact, you want to know something else? Uh huh. In the in the episode. I'm not sure if I want to. In the third season of Grownish. I'm really not sure if I want to. There's a quote. Where Yara Shahidi's character, Zoe Johnson, says, Man, I missed out. I'm going to an HBCU. I didn't apply there. This is some. This is some bullshit. <laughs> this is some bullshit. <laughs> what you're saying to your. Let me tell you some shit, bruh. <laughs> what you're saying to your fans is that, hey, we could have had her at an HBCU. But I wanted to have her at a PWI. You could have been, uh, so pissed, bro. You could have made this shit happen. You could. Pro- let me. Okay, okay, stop. Question. No, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. I had a okay? question, this, but yo, okay. Let me, let me tell you some shit, bro. Fuck. Here's what you could have did. You could have had Zoe. And in fact, the whole premise of Blackish. But so that Andre could teach his kids how to be more black and discuss like black issues and shit and how to survive in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So why the fuck? Why wouldn't you have Zoe go to an HBCU? Hmm? Think think about all the different types of black people that you could have at the school, right? All the different facets of black life and black identity that you could have talked about in that series, right? Mm-hmm. You could have Zoe coming from a Middle upper class economic status. Socioeconomic status, right? Mm-hmm. And her mixing in with, with kids from different backgrounds mm-hmm. in different situations, right? That would have been so much that would have been so much better instead of having to rely on tired ass tropes. Tired ass college kid or college life tropes that are so fucking stupid, bro. Like I you could have done so much more. It could have been so much more. What's your question? Um, is each is each season like a, a semester in college? No. Oh, okay. It's more than one semester because they're in a the junior year right now. Fuck. Damn. I fucking hate this show. I hate this show as much as I hate, I hate Zoe Johnson so, as much as I hate Noah, Nola Darling. And I'm, don't even get me started on that. Oh, fuck. No. Because I know, no, you know I can talk about Noah no. Darling. I'll fucking. No. Oh, she's such an asshole. I hate her so I'm much. One, I, I was just going to ask that because I'm like, what if she transferred to her HBCU, but then she's already in It's her too late for year. her. It is too late. Maybe they could do a spinoff with Junior and he goes off the He HBCU. doesn't even go to college. Spoiler, he doesn't even go to college. He takes a gap year. He takes a gap? Okay. And then oh. becomes a social media manager for the Migos. But then that turns out to flop. So now he's doing some some other shit, right? I don't okay. fucking know. How, how old are the twins now? The twins are like in middle school. Fuck. Well, that 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 chance is dead now. Fuck. I'm mad as shit. I really am. 
I really am. Can't embarrass. I love blackish. I don't. I, I hate. I'm sorry. I hate Watch Girlish. I hate what? I hate this show with everything in my being, but I can't stop watching it. Because I want to see how fucking terrible, how I'm fucking. I don't want to say terrible. That's bad to say. Yeah. How, how, um, how worse, how much worse it gets. Oh, gosh. Um. <sighs> okay, I'm done. Because you know I can talk about it. She's got to have it, but. Please listen. Please let us not go I, there. I can talk about Insecure, too. Let's, let's. What about Insecure? I heard good things about it. I have not seen it. I've heard good things. Insecure is a good show. It, it is a good show. And, and honestly, I, before I talk shit about it, I should probably because I <laughs> you got to preface that because it's not like you hating it. I, I'm not. You got to preface. I, I said I said this on, on when, when we talked about Tyler Perry. And that's kind of the same with all across the board. I'm not saying they're lazy either or that they rest in a while so they don't they don't have their own studio. But I'm just saying like <laughs> they don't have their own studio like Tyler Perry. I'm just saying like take more time if you need to to flesh out these characters and to uh, flesh out these situations because some shit don't make sense. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I could go more into uh, what I don't like about Noah Darling and uh, maybe Issa. Um, I, I think I think we, we had this conversation already. Uh, well, you had this conversation. Yeah, already. but I've, I I've never I've never had it on air before. Yes, you have. About Tom Perry, yes, but I haven't had it. I haven't, yes, you know, we, we we had a whole conversation about about Noah Darling. Yes, and how much you didn't like it. We was talking about Spike Lee and like different directors. In, in the last episode? No, not in the last episode. When? This this is a ep- this was early on. Oh, okay. Because I, I remember I remember no I remember just sitting and just like you were just going off about her and how like you was explaining to me about her and I'm saying yeah she was a shit human being because she was fucking with a dude that was married and another dude that was oh that reminds me sisters right oh fuck what what this about thing, it? have so, you seen so, it so I've watched like the first like two two episodes so far uh huh it's messy as shit. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't expect less anymore from Tyler Perry at this point. Fuck. <laughs> but, fuck. But, I mean, he's just, he just doing the same shit he does in other movies. Except making it for television. And he makes it so that we keep watching it so we just want to know what happens. It's frustrating. That love and hip-hop effect, huh? Yeah. But my, my goal in saying all this stuff, I just, I just want to make it very clear. My goal in saying all this stuff is not to hate on them. I don't hate any any black uh, creators. I don't hate any black actors or any of that shit, right? I just I just feel like we can do better. I just feel like we can go beyond. We can go plus ultra, you know? Oh I feel gosh. like I, I just feel like when it comes to the you stories know. that are being told, we can have a more fleshed out, a more diverse, a more uh, fully rounded uh, stories to tell, you know? My thing about it, my thing about it is that like, okay, so I, I get I get what you're saying, and also I just wanted to throw out there that just because we criticize a black creator, like we have our critiques about a certain show, doesn't mean we don't support them, doesn't mean we don't like them, doesn't mean that you shouldn't stop watching it. Yeah, it I'm just keep, means I'm... it's just personally what one one person or another person feels. Nothing's gonna please everybody. That's that's the that's the honest truth, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. But um but even to your point, we are still transitioning out of the fate. We are transitioning slowly but surely, like out of being just caricatures. Mm-hmm. Of course there's always gonna be another show, movie, 
thing that's gonna have somebody as a caricature or as a you know as a characteristic personified but but I believe we are still slowly transitioning and phasing out of that even though we have people who even though we have people of color that is leading the show sometimes sometimes they fall into the tropes yeah I mean it happens yeah so long as the whole show isn't a trope or that isn't what the lifeblood of the show is then there's always room and potential to grow. Yeah. And to, but yeah, like like you were saying, like I, I still watch Grownish, I still watch Insecure, even though I dislike what's happening sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um I can't in fact I can't wait to see what the new season of Insecure uh was happening in their lives and shit. Mm-hmm. Um I think one like the third third, fourth season of Insecure. Let me check, but yeah. Um you haven't you haven't seen Insecure, have you? No. It's good. I really enjoyed like the first couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. The first season was great, and the second season was even better. Uh, shout out to Issa Rae and the like who uh, wrote and directed and made the show. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Like that's that's how I how I feel. About when it comes to representation and shit, I'm I'm saying that we should do, we should push the the narrative. We should push the boundary. We should always go beyond, you know, and, and do more than what is expected of us and what is required of us. We already do that anyway. We have the United States smash it, huh? Yeah. But yeah, um, Detroit smash it. Yeah. So, do you want to you want to close out? Um. Do you? Because I, I I I feel like there's more. I feel like we can make a part two of this. To be honest, we can most definitely make a part two. We can talk about other stuff. You know. Do you want to do you want to make a part two? Okay. Fuck it. This has been the Anything Period podcast. Wait and listen for a part two of this riveting podcast. Oh, Paul, this is an audio book. Flip. Says who? Flip the tape and insert part two. Of sir, this. sir, that's that's different. That's that's a whole cassette tape. If it's an audio book, they don't have to flip shit. We flip it for them. Hey, do you do you remember good? You remember? Uh, Cause I remember back in the day, I used to go to the library and get audio books and shit. They, they had no, they tapes. weren't audio books. They were audio cassettes. That's what they were. Yeah. They were legit cassettes. Okay, I remember exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like. I never got them shits because I prefer to read like a normal fucking person. But now I prefer an audiobook. You know why? Because I don't have to eject the fucking tape out, rewind the shit in case the shit malfunctions, and then flip it and then put it on the other side so I can hear side B. Speaking of audiobooks, if we you are fucking, not. If you fucking say. You can get. You can get. I want to kick you in the face right now. <laughs> you can get a free trial of Audible. For free, just sign up. Yes, on Audible.com. I'm not giving you. A we don't. Code. We don't. We don't have. We, we are not sponsored. We don't have a slash anything. Period. No, that's not how this works. We we are not sponsored by them. He just wants to bring it up just because he can. And honestly, it's hilarious because every time Audible has been mentioned in real life conversation, it sounds exactly like the ads, which is hilarious to me. Literally, we could talk to somebody else. Be like, oh yeah, I use like I use Audible. Like you know, if you just 
Like, there's like a 30 day free trial that you know you can sign up, you can listen to it for free. I'm like, uh, am I listening to a YouTube ad right now? No, but is, really. is this a promo? No, but are, are they being sponsored? You know, we should do like a mini, we should do like a mini episode about like uh, sponsors that we want to have. Sponsors that we want to have, and also sponsors that that are all over and that are sometimes annoying, but also hilarious just just to see who supports them. But yeah, this has been the Anything Period Podcast. This has been another episode of the Anything Period Podcast, hopefully part one of two. So if you enjoy, then please, you know, give us a heart on Spotify. Um, if you listen to this on Anchor, give us a voice message. Let us know what you love about the show. Let us know what you don't love. Let us know everything, your thoughts and your critiques. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please like us, follow us, all of that stuff, all of that great grandy dandy shit, okay? Yeah, please please feel free to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Uh, give us five stars. That really helps. Yes, yes, yes. And please favorite us and like us on Spotify as well. Like I said, part one, hopefully part one of two. So, if anything, this has been the Anything Period Podcast. If it's in my period. Peace. Peace.